I found a melatonin on my foot. Okay. So that's the life we're living. Okay. Um, I'm going to just leave that as the intro. I found a melatonin on my foot. Um, it would be even worse if I was just sitting here talking to myself, but I'm not. But welcome, guys, to another episode of The Dating Dossier. I hope you guys missed me. We've been slacking, but it just is what it is. Not I by default or not by any... <laughs> I know. We can talk about what happened because I had an episode ready for you guys, but I am not tech savvy by any stretch of the imagination, unfortunately. So, but we'll get into it. that we have to get into the good stuff today we are talking to amanda all the way from another time zone in california i don't think that's how it goes but yeah yeah california love did doing it again help california knows how to party okay california better yeah. <laughs> let's let's not have him roll over in his grave, preferably. Right. Uh, <laughs> but we're here with Amanda. So if you would like to introduce yourself to our lovely hey, listeners. Hey, what's up everybody? Um I am Jillian's old coworker from um we actually met each other in Raleigh, mm-hmm. uh, where we both lived almost three years, or I almost lived there for three years. I Pretty sure you lived there close to three years as well. Three and a um, half. Long, three and a half years. long years. Yeah, I didn't quite make it three years, and I decided, you know, you can't take the Cali. You can take the girl out of Cali, but you can't take the Cali out of the girl, and I just wanted to come home. So I hear that. I made my boyfriend and I pack our bags once again and adventure back to L.A. <laughs> nice. Um... I know we talked about it last time. You're in L.A. County. Yes, L.A. County. Which is so cool. And I'm supposed to visit. um, Thanks to COVID. Yeah, the end of the world ruined everybody's life. So didn't visit yet. But I I will visit because the one time I've been to L.A., we went together because we went for work. And it was like a speed demon, like a speed round. I tried getting so many of the things I loved into a two-day extravaganza, as well as trying to do everything we needed to do along as as well as attend a gala. But uh-huh. you have to remember, bottomless mimosas at Saddle Ranch. I mean, that was pretty. That was that was a lot of fun. That was, like, my favorite. Okay, so we we did the city walk, but it was, like, shockingly cold the day we were there. They were, like, it was, oh, like, shockingly cold for California. It was, like, cold. Because I was cold. I was free. It was, it was, like, 50 degrees, and we were wearing tank tops because we were in L.A. Like, yeah. Um, and, like, we were getting, like, the dirtiest looks. Because everybody else was wearing winter coats because it was 50 degrees in L.A. And it was like, okay, we didn't pack winter coats, like. No, because I, it was supposed to be 80 and beautiful, like it typically is all year round. So 
So we were like dying. But then, yes, we had bottomless mimosas at Saddle Ranch, which was so fun. I think I had, I think they called the one I had the Southern Bell because I don't really love orange juice, but I like cranberry juice. Yeah, they had like a bunch of different, like you can mix and match. And, and that bartender was so cute. Justin (gasps) Justin (laughs) with the backpack (laughs) yeah okay that's like a he didn't actually wear a backpack when he was bartending that's just um kind of a crazy story that we told ourselves later on (laughs) (laughs) yeah then we we drove by and saw the Hollywood sign on City Walk, we went to Howl at the Moon, the dueling piano bar. It was so fun. That was my first And drank time. buckets. It was awesome. That was the first time I went to a piano bar. That's when I figured out that I really like them. Um, and we stayed in a really fancy hotel, which was fun. And the gala was fun. But it was, like, it was just so fast. Like, well, yeah, and then you're also dealing with, like, the time zone change. Like, we're at three hours difference, and your body is trying to, like, adjust. And just by the time it adjusts, you throw it back into the, you know, the time zone you're originally in. And it's just, it's difficult. That trip is, definitely wouldn't recommend a, just a weekend trip like we did. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, go for a week at minimum. Yeah. Which is what I need to do which I might as well try and do something like that since it was going to be like a weekend trip or like a long weekend trip but now we have more time so I'll plan maybe something maybe something more exciting but um we got super close when we worked together so not only do we work together in a tiny office okay wait let me preempt this we've already recorded this episode we recorded this episode um, last week, but because I am not tech savvy, I recorded it on my work laptop, and it's a long story, but unbeknownst to me, Zoom had, like, Zoom through my work laptop has, like, security settings, which everyone else might be, like, rolling their eyes, like, duh, but I didn't know because I'd never tried to get around them. Um, so when we, when the recording got sent to me, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't send it to my, I could send it to my personal email address, but I couldn't open it. So you don't have permission and I couldn't figure it out. So I was finally just like, how about we re-record? And then I didn't know what day it was. And then even today when we go to record, it took like an hour to get started because my microphone wouldn't work. It was just, it was chaos. Anyway, that was a really long story. That probably was really obnoxious to listen to. I'm sorry. But that's just to say, we've already recorded this episode. So half of it is going to be trying to be like, okay, what were good points we made the first time that we should make again? And also what's like new information. So I was like, okay, we need to talk about how we know each other, which is working together. Um, And now we're back to where I started before I interrupted myself. But we, yeah, we worked in the world's smallest office. Like, literally. Julie and I could, like, literally pass the cell phone back and forth yeah. without moving from our chairs at all. We would just, like, reach our arm back, and then yeah. the other person could reach their arm back, and then we were, like, holding hands. So trying to have 
two different conversations in the same office was just it was horrible it it was it was really it was really terrible like there's no space in that office it wasn't but you remember that one time I okay so there was this one time we were I was multitasking and I was on the phone with a candidate and I was texting my boyfriend remember this and I was like that I think you're gonna tell it's my favorite story in the whole world and I was like love you and he's like oh god loves you too and like just going off and I was like just you could see my face I was just like I was like cracking a rib trying she not was to. like in the background laughing and this guy was like giving me a sermon on the other line and I was just like it was an accident like I was texting my boyfriend I wasn't paying attention and I mean Luckily, that guy was, like, super cool, and he was, like, a much older guy. Dinner first. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell me that. Oh, man. I was, like, that's my memory, but is that because that was my joke, or did he say that? Okay, so he said that. Yeah, no, so you're right. He did say, well, you buy me dinner first, and then, then that's when he went on about, like, God loves you, and and I was, like, he was trying to help, but he made it worse. Yeah. And I was like, can we just hang up and just never talk to each other again, please? <laughs> like, I'll see him calling and be like, yo, Jillian, you need to get this. I, know. I really did have to field those calls for a while. He'd be like, how's Amanda doing? I'd be like, she still loves you. <laughs> All I got to say is that working in that office with you was so much fun because, like, there were times where, like, you know, we were busy, um, I guess, talking about your dating life. Um, and versus my boyfriend working all the time life and um, it just (laughs) we didn't get to a certain thing and then they would call back and you're like oh no no, tell him tell him I'm in a meeting (laughs) that is true I really would because I I would I would be like tell them they can't talk to me because they'd always want to talk they always want to talk to the person who they think is in charge which I left, and then that was you. So then same I left the company. Same. And then, but yeah, my assistant true. wasn't as cool. I don't think me. there's ever, um, like, a quote-unquote assistant manager. And I Duo. I think we were, like, the rock star, the, the creme de la creme. Is that what it is? If, if we had, like a better corporate support, I think it would have been a totally different situation. Um, I also feel like Raleigh kind of failed us. Yeah. So, okay. like, we didn't care to make that situation better. Like, it was, like, shitty versus shitty, not, like, this is really opposite, you know, a really awesome opportunity. Let's just... Yeah, because the opportunity would have been, like, grow your roots here, and both of us were like, oh, I don't know about putting roots down here. I mean, I bought a house out there, so I don't I don't want to hear. I didn't try putting my roots down. And I was there for three and a half years. But when it comes down to it, it wasn't meant to be forever. But that was a lot of fun. I did share. So we would work together like nine hours a day. We would hang out after work sometimes and on weekends. Like, so. Doing, and we're still not tired of each other. No. She literally could not hear me and was just on the other end of the video, like, watching me say WTF over and over and over. And while I have my background blurred so she couldn't see my messy um, 
room with all the clothes on my dresser and my scarf uh stand yeah it's like it's a coat rack but I hang scarves on it um looked like a person in the corner of my room and now I'm a little bit scared like when I go to bed (laughs) it just looked blurry it looked like there is like someone was wearing a red coat and it was like creeping up behind you and I was just like I can't literally gonna have nightmares um Especially because it takes the melatonin, and the melatonin gives me nightmares. But <laughs> back, back on back, some weird ones, man. A lot to do with bears. I don't know. We could we could dissect that later. Um, but a lot of bear nightmares. Um, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. I, can, I can give you an input on that. Really? Girl, what was um, Dave's nickname? Mm. 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 Bear, right? Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Oh, man. Oh, that makes me gag. She's right. I did call my ex Bear. I know, it's disgusting. I get it. Drag me. I forgot about that until you just said right. that. I blocked that saying. memory. Um, Or not blocked you. He was a, like, he, I don't even know, like, he was a dick. Yeah. And the episode, last episode, did not portray his dicky, dickish personality enough. I do think it would have been more, not more effective, I think I could have had it come up. Man, can you imagine if I had Dr. Stein on there? Um, just to be like, you had to listen to three years of me, just not three years, but however long I did. I just remember like, cause there was a time where we're like, I mean, I met him and like, there was a time where you were were dating him. And then, um, I first met you, you guys were broken up. So like your first dating that was, that already happened. So you got, you were single when I met you and then you started up again, like shortly right after, um, I started working with you. Oh, yeah. And I could just, like, the way he would tear you down, it was just, it's not, that's not a man. No. Yeah, he would tell me, like, I didn't have a real job. Um, And I was so proud of that job. Like, I bought myself a little plaque that said girl boss. And, like, I was really proud to proud of that job. Um, But, yeah, he that, was. That job was, like, working. 24-7. I don't know how anyone can think that that was not a real job. It was a literal... I mean, he would hang out with me, and I would get calls at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night and have to deal with it and then be emailing people and just, like, chaos. He would see it and still accuse me. But, okay, so we started working together in October? September. September, Okay. So, it was the end of September, so basically. So the end of September, and within a couple weeks, definitely, like, before Halloween, because for Halloween, I made us costumes. I dressed myself as Boo, because that's my social media, Boo Hogs, um, and my mom always calls me Boo. So I was Boo from Monsters, Inc., and I made, a, or I, I got a shirt, got leggings, and then I made him a shirt to look like Sully. 
Um, like I got him a blue shirt and like cut out the purple polka dots. And right, and it was just a shirt, right? It was just a t-shirt that I like hot glued purple felt to to make it look like Sully. So it was like, and I was just wearing like a cut off pink t-shirt. So it was like kind of like loosely, like you could tell who we were, but we weren't like wearing full on costumes. And um, he was mad at me that I made that. Now my friend was there that night um, for Halloween to hang out. So he couldn't like really show his true reaction. But he pulled me aside and was like, why would you make this costume like to make me feel bad? And I was like, what What are you talking about? And he said that it made him feel fat and I should know better. So I feel like I forgot to mention that in the other episode. But speaking of him being a party pooper around holidays, so we're <laughs> dating by Halloween um, and we were working together constantly had a plenty of opportunities for him to come around because by that time we're already close. Cause like I said, we're spending more than 40 hours a week together and it was oh, yeah, just, a two of us. we were, we were a remote office. So it was just the two of us. So it's not like we were spending 40 hours a day with like 20 coworkers. We were spending 40 hours a day. It felt like that sometimes 40 hours a week with 20 coworkers. We were spending 40 hours a week with each other. So you did not meet him, though, until a Christmas party, so the end of December. Right. Um, and surprise, surprise, he acted like a butthole. Now, I will say, before we tell the story, I will say, like, two weeks later for New Year's is when we broke up and I got the frost nip and, and everything. But party still. He still acted like a butt. Yeah. He, like, <laughs> not only, like, showed up late... Mm-hmm. He had a bad attitude, and he was upset that basically everyone was drunk at this Christmas sweater party, um, which was also for my birthday. So, like, you and I, like, like I didn't drive myself at the time. Like, I, I had my I, I had my mom take me, um, my boyfriend, and you, and then the plan was Dace was supposed to take us back. Well, because you lived five minutes away. Yeah. So... Yeah, not not to mention we worked with each other. We lived super close to each other. Yeah, we just <laughs> we were just literally we were like attached. We might have, if we lived there much longer, we I probably should have just like rented a space from you because why not? I mean, we had extra we had an extra room. <laughs> no, it it might have. Um, <laughs> so we were all like playing. Um, oh man, what was that Thumper. that game called? What's the name of the game? Oh Thumper. yeah, what's the name of the game? to get fucked or why do we play to get fucked up yeah so we were playing that game and and for those of you who don't know it's basically everyone's spirit animals and you like copy the spirit animal then you do your spirit animal and then you send somebody else's spirit animal so like if Jillian was um a mouse and I was a chick monk like she would do the mouse sign and then she would set then she would do the chipmunk sign for me to go next and then I would do the mouse sign then my sign and then somebody else and then the elephant sign and whoever was the elephant went and it was just so much fun and we were super loud thank goodness we were in a house and he comes in and he gives us like this all this dirty look like super upset 
And we're just kind of like, basically, we ignored him because I was like, yo, you're, this is my birthday. So <laughs> I was like, not going to ruin my vibe. And no, he did not. Um, but <laughs> he, so tried. he quickly, um, well, I guess not quickly. We were there. He was there for about like 45 minutes. But in that time, there was a part where you were like, um, to the host, like, hey, host, like, if, um, if I take a shot, Amanda will take a shot. And I was like, I don't think that's how it works. You're supposed to say if Amanda will take a shot, I'll take a shot. Um, but basically, we just kept getting shots served to us over and over because you kept not saying what you needed to say properly. And we were just getting both fucked up. And it's also tequila, which for all the lovely listeners, if I am ever suggesting shots of tequila, just know that I am blackout. So, um, it's a good cue that at least I should go home yeah. and possibly other members of the party. Um, it's kind of, it's a good litmus test for time to leave. Um, yeah. And so we, we, did, we, we, sh- we left shortly after that. And as like on your way out, you told uh, Dave that like, Oh, Hey, Rand, take them home. And he's like, what? Like, where did you guys like, don't you guys have a car? And my boyfriend was like, well, yeah, like, but, I mean, we do. We didn't drive because we knew we were going to get drunk. Like, if it's if it's a problem, like, we can just ask Amanda's mom to come get us. And then you interrupt and you're like, no, you're only five minutes away from us. Like, it's not a big deal. Because it wasn't. It wasn't. But then we were, like, awkwardly sitting in his car. Like, shit, like. Because you guys shit, knew like, we were about to fight. <laughs> and then. We were on the freeway, about to get off. The um, no, we were on the freeway, and you kept asking him to pull over because you weren't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And he yep. said no. He did not want to pull over. Like first of all, WTF? Like what the fuck? Like why? If someone is sick, pull the fuck over. If a drunk person is telling you in your car that they don't feel well, who? in their right mind, isn't like, let me pull over this second. Let like, me go from lane, the left lane all the way to the, you know, the side, the right shoulder. Like, come on now. Exactly. So he refused to stop, and you basically was like, well, it's coming. And my geniusness was like, yo, Julian, grab your Santa hat. And you threw up in your Santa hat. Yeah. It was a nice way to round out the evening. <sighs> but, because he was going to be so mad if I threw up in his car, but he didn't want to pull over. It's yeah. like punishing me for drinking too much. But that's when he told me I was disgusting and my drinking habit was disgusting. And I was like, I mean, yeah, throwing up in a Santa hat isn't exactly the classiest thing I've ever done. However... <laughs> It's also not the worst possible thing somebody could do, so. Right. That kind uh, of been, yeah, could have been a lot worse. He just was, he was not. He was just a party pooper. And he was also one of those people, it's like, if you're, if you're going to have this bad of a time, dude, why'd you even come at all? Like, he acted like he didn't want to be there. And that was He acted first- like he did a favor for you by showing up. He, he, that's what he was acting like. And it's like, dude, you're meeting my friends for the first time. That was his first interaction with you guys. So, yeah. 
I mean, all the other interactions have been through texting, but yeah. Yeah, so it was, like, also embarrassing to me that that was how you were meeting him. Um, so you met, um, you met him, and the other one, I don't think you, no, you did meet another one. Um. Oh, we did. You met Bill, um, whose 40th birthday is in two weeks. (laughs) So, fun fact. Fun fact for all the listeners. <laughs> Fun fact, but, I'm also yeah. opening up another seltzer. No, I'm drinking wine. It's behind me. Um, you met him because our work was like, you guys are doing so well. Treat yourself on our dime. And they gave us, like, basically they gave us, like, a, I don't even know how much it was, like, 300 bucks or something to, like, go out for dinner. Yeah. So we went to the cheapest, yummiest food we can find, and I think the the four of us ate for like fifty, seventy bucks or something. Yeah, it was definitely less than a hundred. And then we literally spent the rest of it on drinks. Yep. Like we went we went bar hopping. We went to Barcade or no, our, yeah, Boxcar. Oh, Boxcar, yeah. Boxcar. Which was a Barcade. Yes. And then we went to Crank Arm. Yeah, you're really good at remembering. I was like, we went to a brewery, we went to the place with arcade games, and we went to the barbecue restaurant. Girl, I have, like, the memory of a an elephant. That is why my boyfriend and I celebrate three anniversaries. Okay, that's right. Yes, let's talk about um, that story for, for a second. Okay, so three anniversaries. Let's go through them. So the first anniversary, obviously, is the night we met, which was um, 12-31-2014. Um, and then um, our official dating anniversary um, was April 11, 2015. And then our official boyfriend-girlfriend date um, was October 8th of 2015. So basically, it took him... 10 months to decide that <laughs> I was good enough to be his girlfriend. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. It wasn't like that. <laughs> but we basically, um, we met on New Year's Eve. And um, and then we kind of, we hung out once after New Year's Eve. And then we started, officially just started dating each other in April. And we were exclusive. Um, he just wasn't ready for that title yet. And... I stuck around, and then we became official in October, and then that October in 2016 was when we moved to Raleigh together. So, yeah, wild ride. Oh, that's right, because you you had your first one-year anniversary actually in North Carolina. Yes, during Hurricane Matthew, where Mm -hmm. we are – his his work at the time was – gave – um, got us a hotel, and so Nick got the nicest one, and basically was like, um, ha- it was a queen, it was a queen suite or bedroom suite or whatever. So it had like the couch and the king size bed, and then had like the jacuzzi tub. So like we, could, you know, 
have somewhat of a nice anniversary weekend. And we went out to like a, an early lunch because we knew the hurricane was coming and basically almost got stuck in the Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, I, okay, I wanted to go to Olive Garden. That was where he first took me on our, like, our first, like, one-on-one date. Um, so, like, I wanted to go to Olive Garden again because that was, like, basically home to me. And then um, almost got, like... It rained so bad, we almost didn't, we were not able to leave, and then we get to our hotel room, and our hotel room is, has a roof leak. No. So then we go, we get switched to another room, which did not have the jacuzzi tub, and it had a queen-size bed, and I was like, what, like. Oh, my God. And then, like. I kid you not, about five minutes after we got all of our stuff into that room, the power goes out. How long did it stay out? Uh, until, so that was, I would say, close to, like, five o'clock. And in it, in, like, probably four or five hours, so, like, not till ten. Dang, what did you do? You sat in a dark hotel room? Never mind, you don't have to tell us what you yeah, did. Yeah, that's, I mean... <laughs> I know there's an explicit on here, but I'm so I, I've been single for so long. I'm like, damn, what are you going to do without Netflix for five hours? Never mind. There are activities that can take place in the dark that don't require Lols. <laughs> but we really played backgammon. In the dark? Well, we had, okay, it was um, electronic backgammon, but we had it on our iPads. Oh, Okay, that's see, that's more my speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Handle electronic backgammon. Um, but yeah, that's how we spent our officially our first year anniversary. And so like, and then honestly, like I celebrate, I quote unquote celebrate these days mostly because I feel like every single time our anniversary comes up, like our official anniversary comes up, like something else is more important that he needs to go. You know, he needs to take care of. Um, I think the year after that, um, his brother was um, in Route 91, so he came home to, um, I guess, be there for his brother, and so we didn't get to celebrate our second year anniversary. So it's just kind of like, to me, I'm just like, that anniversary, it means the most, but it, it's not the one I'm like, we have to celebrate, because there are situations that came up that I understand that's more important. Um, and then, obviously, New Year's is super easy to um to celebrate because everyone else is celebrating and then our date anniversary um we went bowling for the first time we went on a double date with his roommates and i remember sitting on my couch date? <laughs> a double date yeah um so you like went into it knowing it was a date or did you think it was like or were you like idk so it was on my way home from my mom's house, and my roommate was gone for the for the evening. I think she was actually on a date or something, and I literally was sitting on the couch with my cat, <laughs> like if it could get any worse. And I remember, like, he asked me, like, if I wanted to go bowling, and I was like, bowling? And I was like, all right, well, sure. And I said yes, and like, I thought about it, and I was like, oh crap, like. A, I'm not really good at bowling. B, um, 
I'm just running on credit right now. So I was like, I really don't have much money. And, and so I gave some like stupid excuse. I'm like, I had to wait until like my neighbor would help me get a box out of my car. Cause my mom was moving out of our old house and she gave me a bunch of crap. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. Literally sat on my couch for an hour trying to like weigh my options of should I go? Should I not go? Should I go? Should I not go? And then I think my cat like got off the couch or something and like walked into the other room and I was like seriously like <laughs> I sit here by myself when I can I have an opportunity to like go do something and see where it takes us so I hurried up and called my mom and I was like mom yo can I can I use your credit card <laughs> to, <laughs> to go bowling with this really cute guy <laughs> <clears throat> and then um I don't even think you even know this story and he so we go he like it's like 10 o'clock at this point and they were like oh yeah let's still go bowling so we all went hopped in one car went bowling we go to like the some spot and we lived I lived in Orange at this time so we went into some spot in Garden Grove and the guy was like checking out the shoes told us that he only he only accepts cash and like I don't know exactly my game plan on all of this was going to happen because I was like, um, I only have a credit card. Um, how the hell am I going to get cash from an ATM? Of a credit card, yeah. And so I was just like, basically like I, like every, like both of the guys like walked up and like was at the ATM and like my past experiences, like I would have been the one having to pay for it all. So I was just like, kind of, kind of like walking, like kicking back. And I was like, going to like, <laughs> You're like, I'm about to come over, like. I was going to tell him, like, hey, you know, like, I'm just, I'm just going to watch. Like, I really did I just wanted to come for fun. I didn't really want to bowl. <sighs> Super smooth. He comes by, kind of brushes up against my shoulder, and he's like, oh, I got it. I pulled out enough for both of us. And, like, ladies and gentlemen, I knew I was in love. Because I was like, what? <laughs> I don't have to pay so then we went bowling and then so basically every year in april around april 11th we try to get a bunch of our friends to go bowling again um and that's basically how i celebrate our anniversaries i love that one because what's so funny to me is that it did not even occur to you that he would pay like that wasn't even like one of the possible storyline narratives like that absolutely he- not like I like set myself up I was like this was not like there's there was no chance I thought he was paying but that just goes to show the type of boys I was dating before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say boys because true that that's boys. all I see and then yeah but I, I mean I knew Nick was I knew Nick was the one from Basically, literally the moment I met him. Well, the moment, or the moment you saw him through a window from... Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I pulled up, so my roommate um, went to high school with um, my boyfriend and a bunch of their friends. And so we went to their house party, and I offered to drive, and I was like, all right, cool. So I go... And I pull up, and he is somehow, I don't know how it happened, but 
he was in the kitchen window in the kitchen, but I saw him through the kitchen window and I was getting out of the car and like I stood there for a second. I was like, oh yeah, tonight's going to be, tonight's going to be a good night. (laughs) And then um, we walk in, we get introduced and then um, he tells me he's, you know, such or such brother. And I was like, who? And he's like, the person who owns this house and I was like oh (laughs) cool and he's like you don't know anybody and I was like no I came with my roommate and then we all shimmied outside to the garage and they were playing beer pong and I watched two or three times and both teams were not making it and so I walk up to my boyfriend and I was like hey you know if you close one eye you'll be able to make it actually let me back up. Before I approached him, there was a voice inside me that says, if you do not go talk to him right now, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. Trust your gut. Yes. Trust my gut because I was like, what do I have to lose? Because, first of all, I have, you know, full house of people I have no idea who. And I was like, well, all right, big guy. Like, if you know what you're talking about, by all means, I'll follow you. So I go and approach him, tell him to shoot with one eye closed. Don't ask me why I thought that worked. Sometimes when I get really desperate, I do that, thinking I can aim better. It has to Uh, do depth perception, so not wrong. Yeah, well, he didn't make it, but he tried it, (laughs) most importantly. And then shortly after, they won the game, but it wasn't because of my great skills of advice. It was because you were there supporting him, so he had to flex on him. (laughs) Yes, he did flex on them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, Nick is great. I've got to meet him multiple times. Um, Yeah, he's awesome. He's 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 been through been through it all with me. I mean, come on, we moved across the country twice. We lived in a we lived in a hotel, um, a hotel room, and not even that, like, sweet one I was talking about, like a hotel room for a month in the transition of, um, so, like, back in um, July of 2016, he got um, shifted to work in Raleigh for two weeks. And then two weeks turned into a month to turn into two months. And on the third month, we were basically like, we can't do this distance. Let's let's make a plan. And Raleigh was the plan. Um, and then his official start date in Raleigh wasn't until November 1st. And it was basically two, like it was the middle of September and we we both knew we were going and so I put my two weeks in with my company that I worked there for 10 years and went to stay in the hotel with him hotel room with him for the whole month of October so we could basically so we could be together and not and I guess basically my job was to find a job and a place to live and um I found a place to live I did not find a job right away. (laughs) 
I was like, you know, I worked there for 10 years. I wanted a break. I wanted a fresh start. And I just wanted to like, to get all that stress and all that baggage, you know, from California and my job. Like I wanted to leave it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I've made that mistake with pretty much every job I've taken and not giving myself, I mean, I would be lucky if I gave myself like a long weekend in between jobs and it just doesn't help because it's not enough time to shake off the stress of the old job. And usually, even if you're leaving on good terms, it wasn't like, you know, I mean, jobs are stressful. Like, you're hanging on to things like that. So, I commend taking a break. Although, I feel like I remember you telling me it was super boring. Like, it got to the point where it was like, okay, I liked the break, but now I'm bored and the break's not immediately over just because I'm bored now. <laughs> Well, yeah, so, like, we um, we didn't have any of our stuff because the movers wasn't coming until um, October 23rd. Don't ask me how I know these dates, but this is my memory. Really? That's impressive. <laughs> um, so we basically had three weeks where we were hanging out in this hotel, and then we were going to fly back for um, a weekend, or a long weekend, say goodbye to my mom, say goodbye to his mom, have a big old-ass party, and then fly back. But the whole time in October, we had a rental car. And we could only rent one car because it wasn't I wasn't married, so it wasn't like we needed two cars. So, like, my daily job was I basically took him to work, drove back to the hotel, went back to sleep until lunchtime, went back to his job, had lunch with him, come, went back to the, um, back to the hotel until... He, he had to go home. So then at like six or seven, I would drive back to back to his work to pick him up. And sometimes after my lunch with him, I would go to Target and just walk around and try not to buy anything because we were living out of a suitcase. And I was like, I have to get this back to California. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then so we basically lived out of suitcases for about a month and a half because it took us it took a while for all of our stuff to get there and then it took a little bit longer to get our um our cars because they each um shipped our cars too i mean hey like living in a little tiny hotel room for a month if that ain't love i don't know what is girl no that that wasn't even like the toughest part of it like there was december came and it was, um, I'm a December baby, so it was my birthday. All of my friends were together, and I was not with them. And I think that's what really hit me the hardest, because we were we were actually trying to go out with a bunch of his coworkers. But they went to some Christmas party, and then we were all supposed to meet in downtown Raleigh off afterwards. And they basically stood us up. So shout out to those girls in Raleigh. Thanks for making my first birthday amazing. Reason number 437 that Raleigh is not my favorite location. The people there, weird. I don't know how else to say it. That's how to say it nicely is what I'll, is what I'll say. Is I just will saying. say, besides meeting you and my girl Ashley, like you two were like basically my friends for life. Other, All the other ones, I mean... We're keeping 
somewhat kind of contact right now, but I think it's because of COVID and no one has anything else to do. But in two, I mean, in two years, I, I know I will still be talking to you and I know I'll still be talking to Ashley. Exactly. And I think that's, you know, like there are people who I don't like hate their guts. Like I still have a fine, I would have a fine relationship if I reached out and like tried to foster it, but it's, yeah, it's not something I'm like pressed over. I think it's like life long. And I feel like we, you and I had camaraderie because although my family was only a drive away, um, we were still down there without them, like without a friend's group, without family. I feel like that's why we were attached. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you did get to hear a lot of my dating escapades. Actually, no detail was spared. In fact, no detail was spared. <laughs> Literally. And it was no detail was spared to the point where you were like formulating text messages for me. Like you were like the one in the relationship instead of me. Cause I was like, cause I would, just, I would be like, I don't know what to text them. I don't even want to deal with it. Will you text them? Like <laughs> you would like sometimes you'd be talking to them and then like they like sent a text and you're like, I don't know how to. And you sometimes, depending on what time of the night is, because we all know I like to go to bed early. So if it was like after nine o'clock, you would probably have been like, all right, I have to wait until the morning because she's probably sleeping. But if it was early enough in the day, you'd be like, okay, so screenshot after screenshot after screenshot after screenshot, boom, what do I say? And then I would have to read it all and then text you back. But uh, some of the times you would just wait until we got into the office the next day. Because I was like, I mean, if... 12 hours makes it not work then it ain't gonna work so yeah that happened regularly do you have a favorite do you have any favorite um memories from the shit show that is my dating life (laughs) that you remember I mean I would say the pirate guy is my my probably my favorite Mm -hmm. he's yeah I mean he's my favorite but I just think think it was like I remember like thinking like oh man this guy did like like, he was, he did so much for you. He did. Like, he got a card, right? He gave you yeah, a card? He, got a, he, he picked out a birthday card. And, like, went, like, all these extra miles and then was, like. Hours, like, cooked the, dinner. He was South African. That, like, yeah. got him points. I mean, not to mention he was also, like, part pirate. Uh, <laughs> he was three quarters pirate, but. I, I mean, was the ring, the flag, and the tattoo. I mean, that is basically half pirate. Wait, the ring, the flag, the tattoo. And uh, the movies, or the shows. His show. His favorite show was... Did Black. he have um, pirate sheets? <laughs> I... Not to the point that they stood out. Um, but probably, had I looked closer, could have picked out even more. Yeah, no, that one, that one was kind of my favorite, just because, like, it was, like, set up for, like, big success. I know, and then, I was, like, in love with him after one date, just because I never had a dude, like, show up with flowers and, like, stand in the restaurant, and I've said this in another episode, but he was the level of attractiveness to where the other patrons in the restaurant were, like, looking at us. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just, like, I, I don't understand... Like, why go through all that, all that? I, 
I don't know, unless he was, like, an escaped convict or, uh, I don't know, because I did, like... He obviously, like, thought enough about you before the date to go and buy you a card. Guys don't have freaking cards in their in their house just laying around. I know. I didn't. The one of the reasons I broke up with um, one of my boyfriends of multiple years was because he it was my birthday and he didn't get me anything, let alone a card. So so Nick is very um, logical. Um, so the whole like let's talk about feelings thing he just doesn't does not do. Yeah. I require a card on our anniversary, on my birthday, on Christmas, maybe not Christmas. Christmas not so much. If we're not, like, this last year, I think we did, I think we did Christmas cards just because um, we just bought each other a, a house and yeah, we did upgrades to the house that we were just like, no, we're just going to Merry Christmas. But, like, stuff like that where I'm like, no, I, I, you need to get me a card because that's the only time he'll, like, pour out his heart. And then yeah. when I ever get, like, you know talking about like the five language of love I'm very much of an affirmations girl and like I need you to hear it so I'll read it out loud to myself on days where I don't feel like I'm getting it enough yeah you like you hang on to them so they can be warm and fuzzy like forever not just when you first get it I do the same thing yeah that's yeah it's I mean it seemed like it was going to go somewhere what I will say not necessarily a rule, but I do reach out to guys who ghost, not to get them to go, well, not anymore. I can't speak for past me. She was very much in her feelings, if you remember from last episode. But not anymore do I reach out and hope that they're going to ask me out. But I just, the problem is if we, because this is, let me finish a sentence. Can I finish one sentence? Okay. Um, Put down the wine, girl. I know. I've literally only had the one glass that you saw. Like, I'm just, I said, sleepy. I want to go night night. Okay. Um, But the, uh, let me get it. The train is going by. Let me see if I can get on. Okay. When they ghost, the messaging, I think, that we're told is that they're not worth it. Don't waste your time. They're not worth it. Don't say anything. Now, what I agree with is that they're not worth it. So I think it's a little bit of a paradigm shift. Like, you got to change the way you think about it. They're not worth it in terms of trying to get with them and make it work. However, I don't think you'll see a change in behavior on, like, a massive scale, which is what we need, unless all of us start treating it differently. That's so easy for them to just never talk to us again. Like... That is the easiest option for them to just stop talking to us. Now, women, because I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to have people at me. I've ghosted when I don't feel comfortable, right? Um, I'm telling you for a fact, the men who have ghosted me, there's no way that I made them feel uncomfortable, um, unless they were threatened by the fact that I'm funnier than them. That's the only kind of like thing I can, I can I think will, of. I will say. Nick and I, so we met on New Year's, and then I think a week and a half later, um, I went over to his house, and we were, we 
like watch TV and then he invited me in his room to do watch Netflix and um, that sounded terrible. Um, but that's all we did was watch Netflix. We watched Bad Boys and <laughs> <laughs> euphemism. I get it. Wink, wink. <laughs> nope, not even. Um, and um, and I thought he was like super smooth because he's like, oh, you want to watch Netflix? And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. He's like, I only have Netflix in my room. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> No, nope. He fell asleep before um, Bad Boys even ended. So, um, not to say that I'm that boring, just that it was (laughs) shit. That it just was late. Um, So, you know, I left that night, and then um, I think the following week I was going to. downtown Fullerton and I asked if he wanted to go because you know it's a bunch of bars like who who wouldn't want to go and so mind you we hung out on the weekend and then a week later I texted him seeing if he wanted to go mine like no other contact of the contact or interaction or conversation whatever happened in between that time and then I texted him that Friday and it was like hey me and a bunch of friends are going to downtown Fullerton you should come did not hear anything. It was crickets. Damn. And then, um, so basically after that, I gave up all hope and I was like, but, and then I like, you know, I had conversations with the big guy and I was like, yo, dude, like you told me I was going to regret this for the rest of my life. And I was like, here I am. I went out and I did what you, what I should have done. And like, like how do I have the broken heart here? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I mean, I also was, like, planning our Valentine's Day dinner, and, like, I also went overboard in my thinking, so who, who the hell knows? He probably could read my thoughts at that point. Sometimes uh, I was about it. I'm, like, do you, do you, like, know that I've pictured us at our first dance at the wedding? Like, have you sensed it? That- <laughs> so, yeah, so it wasn't until, um, all I remember was we were, snapchatting each other back and forth and then it was easter weekend and i went to vegas and he didn't like that i was not with my family and um drinking i think it was like on a monday but like we took extra days off so we were still in vegas and i was like i'm in vegas and he's like but it's like but it's easter weekend so then I had to like bluntly tell him I was like yeah my parents just got divorced like just announced that they were getting divorced after 30 years like catch a sister a break and then yeah exactly and well not to tell your story for you but you didn't want to have to like choose your plans for that weekend and no, like my like what I, I call her my sister and my she was like hey I need a plus one for this wedding in base do you want to come and I was like yes yeah like I was with what I consider my family, and they're still my family. We actually have, like, matching tattoos and everything. Like, she is my – she's my sister. Um, she's my sister on my phone. She's just, just – I love her. Um, and then – but a week after that conversation is actually when we started um, – the, the week after Vegas, we actually went bowling and stuff. And, like, I mean, I can – after five years, I can ask him. I was like, well, what – happened in that time frame like you didn't talk to me you didn't care about me blah 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 whatever um and like he just 
I wasn't a pariah. Pariah. Oh my gosh. You weren't a priority. You I were a priority. You're right. Why did I not say that word? Um, and just, and it, I think timing's everything. I agree with that wholeheartedly. For better or for worse, like timing is everything. But I mean, I also believe that when it comes to Nick and I, like I am the exception to the rule. Well, so I was thinking, I don't know if I told anyone this or if I was just thinking it. I think I told my mom this. Like, that's true, right? Like, in general, we're the rule. And we have to be okay with being the rule and not the exception. Like, the rule is you're going to get ghosted. The rule is he's lying. Like, which makes me sound jaded and against men. I'm not. I, I mean lying in terms of, like, oh, I you know, I've got a flat tire and my dad died on my way to come see you. Like, chances are slim. This also comes from, like, the world we work in. Like, we worked in staffing. And, like, now I'm a recruiter, so it's a little bit more serious. But staffing for minimum wage jobs, the lies you hear on a regular basis. Like, how many times can your, child, your child have to go to the hospital all night long? Like, how many times is grandma going to die? Like, I swear this is the sixth time she's died. So it just, like, gives you an extra little dose of being jaded. But I do believe, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, they would, we got to the point where, like, you need to send us a picture because we no longer believe you. And, like, I felt so, uh, I forgot who it was. Um, But they, like, they legit sent us a picture of, like, the flat tire and we're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Well, and my thing is, if if it's real, sending a picture isn't a big deal. It's when it's not real that they want to come show up to the office and threaten to beat you if you come downstairs. So yeah, like just (laughs) that's, that's what we're dealing with. So yes, for the most part, we are the rule, not the exception. But what I was telling my mom the other week was that eventually we will be the exception. And the thing is, you just probably believe that. You just have to keep trying and putting in the effort because you don't know which one you'll be the exception for. Now, that's why I have the rules and things like there are things you can pay attention to. So you're not like because what I do is I'll try to talk myself out of stuff. I'll be like, well, yeah, he's doing all these things I don't like, but, you know, he's showing all these red flags. But so I try to share the rules to be like, don't do as many butts as I do because it's never paid off. Eventually, we're the exception. And that's it. Yeah. And that's your person. Is your you eventually it's the exception and you don't know when it's going to happen and you don't know what it's going to be like. And that's where rule number 1 comes in. Like trust your gut. Because we've talked about before, we talked about it in the last episode that got recorded, but we also talked about it just in real life was that yeah, he may have like for other people y'all's timeline may not have worked out. But I've lived through similar timelines where I just waited it out because I didn't feel bad. He made me feel better than anybody else that was around, you know. Um, And I just had a gut feeling that I needed to wait it out and let's see what happens. And, yeah, we're not, like, together now. We're not, you know, married or anything. But it didn't mean it wasn't right for the time. And I think for you, you can relate to that in terms of, like, 
if it doesn't make you feel bad, it doesn't matter whose timeline you're on. If you start feeling bad, like if you start, you're not happy anymore, then yeah, let's think about some things. Yeah, but but one thing you have to like understand is like your timeline is going to be very different than your partner's timeline. And that not to say like your time doesn't timeline doesn't matter and his timeline, like they're, they're never going to match. That's true. As long as your your goals are like you have common goals. Mm-hmm. Like Nick wanted to to buy a house and then you know and then grow from there. I lived in apartments my whole life. I didn't care about like you know owning a house that was. To me, that was, like, five years after marriage, you know? Like, it just wasn't – it wasn't – I didn't have the sense of urgency to buy a house. Yeah. Until Nick came around, and I was just like, no, we do need a house. You're right. And, like, now that we have the house, like, we can build, like, our lives together in this house and, like, grow it versus trying to scramble. Like, you just have to trust your person, and you have to trust your gut, like – what I did I see myself getting married, you know, year one? Yes, but I also like am kind of part crazy. I know, right? Like I thought I would be like married with kids, blah 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 by like twenty three, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. I mean, but that's I feel like that's partly like partly how we were like raised and grown up. Like our parents got married and had kids young. Like that's just not that's not the same for everybody. And my um, my absolute favorite quote, and I will share it with you, um, is popcorn is prepared in the same pot, in the same heat, oil, and yet the kernels do not all pop at the same time. Don't compare your life to others. Your pop is coming. That's so right? Cute. Like, That's so cute. <laughs> just because, like, you know, your best friend you know, got her boyfriend after, you know, one Tinder date, like, doesn't mean... Oh, God. Those stories are beautiful to me, but at the same time, I'm like, what the actual fuck did I do in a past life to (laughs) deserve the dating karma that I experience now? Like, I want to talk to somebody about it. (laughs) Like, for real... (laughs) It's to the point where I have enough. I have enough for a podcast. I don't know how else to do. I haven't even gotten into some of the stories. But I'm trying to, like, break them down into. Well, I could talk about. Um, should we Should we end out? I like if we end out on the popcorn. Because that's really cute. And it's. I think it's uplifting. Yeah. Because um, I was going to share about the, like date that wasn't a date that I just went on but maybe I'll leave that for a teaser for next time because it's really anticlimactic and I like the popcorn analogy dude that's like legit my fucking favorite because like every time I read it I'm like oh yeah you're right like just because like my bet like I know these girls from like high school like they're already married and they already have kids like doesn't mean like my life is not gonna get that like my time will come like And I'm just, because my dad always makes popcorn like that. Like, he always makes popcorn on the stove. Like, we don't have, the only, I have microwave popcorn, because I'm by myself, and that's how I live my life. 
But when I go home, dad makes popcorn, puts the oil in there, pours the kernels, puts the lid on, does the whole thing. And I just can't stop thinking about it. It's so true. Like, it's not even the kernels on the outside, whatever. It's just random. It's just whoever's. Yeah. It just makes me feel better. (laughs) I don't even know how, like, I don't even know what I, how I came up across that quote. But I was just like, that is like freaking, that's a big guy telling me that my time will come. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's it's a nice reminder. And I know I have other, um, if not friends, like people in the circles who see my single life and are jealous of that, you know, because they have kids and like only get, you know, 37 seconds of sleep every night and, you know, that stuff and they miss being single. So it's always grass is greener. And I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves like, it's also not the ending, right? Like as soon as you, because we've talked about that, it's not the minute you get in a relationship okay, now you're good, now it's ending. Like, it's constantly evolving. And oh, going, yeah, absolutely. Like, your pirate story, I'm like, oh, man, like, I, like, I wish that, like, I, you know, Nick would do something like that for me on my, um, like, to go on a date. But today, today, I text him. He was leaving for lunch, and he was going to come home um, and heat up some leftovers. And I told him I really wanted Chick-fil-A. So he gets Chick-fil-A, and I wanted to try that mango passion fruit iced tea. He gets me Chick-fil-A salad, Cobb salad, mm-hmm. and, okay. an, and an iced tea, and brings it to me to work because I couldn't leave my desk. And then I'm just like, okay, so, like, you don't get that from just going on a first date with somebody. Like, no one's going to bring you fucking Chick-fil-A salad unless it's DoorDash, but... <laughs> DoorDash didn't have the iced tea on there, or I would have just ordered DoorDash. See, that's what, that's what boyfriends are for. And, I mean, moral of the story is, yeah, it was really cute that pirate guy showed up with the flowers and cooked me dinner and did all that. Um, But then he never, he didn't really talk to me again. So it was like, you know, it's just, the grass is always greener. Yeah. So I well, wish I it's important to like realize that like your grass is green. Like if Ooh. you take care of it, your grass will be green, if not greener than the other side. Look at you with all these little anecdotes. <laughs> all I know is just like Nick and I, like we're we're a good team. Like I'm not afraid to tell him like what I'm like what I'm going through and what like what I'm thinking. And like he knows either to stop that thinking. We call my, like, tangents on my thinking rabbit holes. And mm-hmm. so, like, he'll grab me from the rabbit hole and be like, yo, girl, you need to get yourself out. Like, he will, like, calm me down and, like, center me, which, like, no other guy ha- or other person, not even my mom, can do. Yeah. yeah. Most, for, I do the same thing. Like, circle the drain and then go down the rabbit hole. Um, and, but for the most part, I've yet to meet a dude who isn't the one causing me to be there, to be honest. Like... Yeah, but there's stuff that Nick does that makes me, like, go down the rabbit hole. Like, Oh, that's true. But he pulls you back out. So that's He pulls me back out, and he's like, yo, that's not, that's not the case. Like, that's not. Well, and that's, that's, like, what I talked with my mom about. Like, it wasn't that my dad was perfect, 
But when he did make mistakes, he did things to rectify those mistakes. And that was the difference between him and anyone else. It wasn't like a lack of quote unquote mistakes, right? Like sometimes it's interpretation, miscommunication, whatever. Uh, But the quote unquote mistakes, it wasn't that he wasn't making any. It was how he dealt with it during before. How did he end up to it? And I was like, how do I make this better? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, that's what we're all looking for, really. Not somebody perfect, just somebody willing to own up to it. That we're not. I mean, I mean, Nick knows, like, he knows, like, there are times where, like, he'll play too long on a video game and it'll just, like, just irk the fuck out of me. <laughs> and, like, he just knows, like, to let me have it out. And he's like, look, that's not, that was not my intentions. Like, I'm sorry, I'm a minute late. And I was like, look, I just had a bad day. Like, it's not, it's not a thing. I just was, like, I wanted on my schedule and, like, let's go. Like, dinner's ready. Like, don't be rude. Dinner's ready. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a very small problem to have. Well, he's a dude. He's still going to, he's going to make mistakes, as we all do. He does. But if, as long as he brings me Chick-fil-A, I mean, I'm always going to be happy. Hey, somebody bringing me Cobb salad, I would, it would be hard for me to not fall in love with them. They brought me Cobb salad. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Anybody out there? For anybody out there. Is anybody? Cobb salad with the ranch. Ranch dressing, please. The avocado lime, please. That's my ish. Um, No, thank you for sharing your history and insight i know you guys were really good at uh, taming my crazy so hopefully folks got a little bit of taste of that um can take I mean, some we're of all crazy let's let's just let's just all be real like we're all a little crazy and it just takes that one person to what did i say like you're never too much for the right person yeah i know i always um, not my saying, but I repeat, like, you can never say the wrong thing to the right person. So it's right in those same veins. No, that's wrong. Because I have said some things to Nick. That's not, that wasn't right. I usually mean it in terms of, like, double texting someone. Um, not, like, serious life things but you're right if you're thinking of it in terms of serious life things it's absolutely not true I mean like there, like I have a little sass in my in my self and like there are things that like I will say and he'll be like um no There's only, <laughs> we don't talk like you don't talk to me like that but I just you're never too much for the you're never too much for the right person and then I that's where it could mean you could double text people you can have your rabbit holes. You can have your panic attacks. Yeah. You, can, you can be your true self, and they're not. It, they're, you're not going to scare them away. They're going to want to be there for you and help you through it all. I think you're. I think you're exactly right because what the mess like the meaning of what you're saying is what I wanted the meaning. So I think that's totally accurate, and that's what I'm going to start saying now. You're never too much for the right person because I know I'm a lot. I know it. I own up to it. I. I wear it. My dog's collar is pink. Her name tag is bejeweled. Like, I'm sorry. 
like I know I'm a lot. You can tell it just by looking at me. Um, but for the right person, that's gonna be okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like there's. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and on, but you're yeah, okay. you're never too much for the right person, regardless of your personality, your likes, your dislikes, your moods, your everything. And your popcorn kernel is gonna pop. When it's supposed to pop. And it's going to be just as yummy. Yes. It's going to be just as good. Well, I think that was a great episode. If I do I say do. so myself. <laughs> what? I said if I do say so myself. If I do say so for myself. I think it was yes. a great episode. And thank you for joining me. Uh, a, again, B, barring all those technical difficulties. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and... Hopefully, you will be a recurring guest and not just because we have to re-record anything. So, everybody cross your fingers and toes that this one goes through. Because, not that I mind having hour-long conversations, but it's kind of hard to remember what we talked about and then talk about it again. I feel like this this episode went completely different direction than the last one. This one was a little bit more motivating, and I kind of dig it. Same. So... I'm about it. Look, we could have one of those like vault episodes. If I ever figure out how to get <laughs> that episode out of my work laptop, or if anybody knows how to like get around security or whatever, um, not to be sketchy, but just because I didn't know it would be on there, um, we could release that one. It's not, it's not hiding because it wasn't good. It's hiding because I'm because we don't know how to get it out. Because I'm learning. <laughs> I'm a new podcaster. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening. Thank you, Amanda, for joining. I'm going to go to bed because it's 1 a.m. for me. Um, it's what time for you? 10 o'clock. Like it's turning 10 o'clock? Yeah. Nice. What a life you live. It's a great life. <laughs> Cali is the place to be. I know. Sometimes it's tempting. Not going to lie, but you're welcome anytime. I know. We're going to plan a visit. Dating.ca, we're going to LA. Bye.